Oh shit, yeah. I do remember that. No yeah. way, that was fucked up. April 5th, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 140. And hitting it late, I'm Abel Kirby. And Star Trekking Across the Universe, I'm Cold Acid. Across the universe. Somewhere. Yeah, out so there. this was this was the second weekend in a row where instead of actually doing stuff, I just did some cleaning around the house and watched Star Trek The Next Generation. TNG. Yeah. You know what episode I didn't get to watch this weekend, though? <laughs> I don't know, Cold As. Which? Why don't you the, tell the me about one, which ones the, you didn't watch? Tell me which ones I you did didn't not, watch. I did not get to watch the one where Beverly had ghost sex. That's the only one you didn't watch? No, no. There's a bunch others, but that <laughs> of the meme episodes, that's like the one that I haven't watched yet in, uh, in these past few weekends. The ghost sex episode. I don't remember this one. It was it was one of the season seven episodes, one of the signs that the show had grown a bit too long in the tooth and needed to come to an end. <laughs> Remember, her 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 grandmother died and and she met the ghost that like had sex with her in her dreams and was like sucking her life energy. Oh, that's what I was sucking. Okay. Just yeah. checking. <laughs> this is stupid. I do remember that. Now that you say the grandmother bit, I remember that episode now. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't place it until you told me that uh, little plot nugget, and that uh, that really. I remember yeah, seeing was, that on it TV. It was one of the many, one of the many terrible episodes that helped season seven mirror season one. <laughs> there was that masks one as well in season seven, where like. The whole the whole uh, enterprise was like turning into an Aztec temple, and they had to they had to like worship before Aztec data to uh, stop everything. Oh no! My favorite one that the just sort of just jumps out to me as a TNG episode that was weird was the one where they put these glasses on and everyone's playing like this um, augmented reality game. game where they have which like we a, just lost. They they just had a funnel. It's like a I'm trying to. Re- I'm just going to describe it yeah, from memory. You, 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 you throw I, I, the, let me you describe throw it. The frisbees in the funnels. It's like this big funnel on it comes out of a tic tac toe board, and then they float a big red blood cell, or maybe a checker, like a black or a red checker, and it goes inside. It, it's like a yeah. It's like a it's like a big red frisbee, and you don't even have to actually like try and do anything. If you just watch it, they'll go in, and every time you every time you. Uh, succeed at that you'd get this like you'd get this like zap to the brain that would trigger your pleasure centers Mm. and so they were essential it was essentially a plot by some aliens to uh to like take over starfleet by giving everybody orgasms (laughs) i remember this and it was such a weird episode as fletcher points out ashley judd was there she was she was will wheaton's boy or girlfriend (laughs) <laughs> now there's a slip of the tongue boyfriend all right to that we pop this beer open <laughs> ashley judd i think he was actually I, mean, I mean i would not back in those days i would not have minded being ashley judd's boyfriend well i think he was uh, ashley judd's girlfriend <laughs> <It's just laughs> wesley wesley will wheaton that's right. Shut up, Wesley! Though I did enjoy um, some of Will Wheaton's work. I know he's insufferable these days, but he did some audiobooks that I thought were... Um, he narrated some audiobooks that I thought were pretty good. In combination with another guy who's uh, who's done past work I enjoy, also insufferable these days, is John Scalzi. Uh, yeah. They, they did a uh, an audiobook. It was a one-off. It was, wasn't really part of a series where... Um, I think it was Fuzzy Nation might have been the name. And anyway, the audiobook is it was narrated by Will Wheaton and he's just an asshole through the entire book. You can hear it in his voice. He sounds like just the just the worst dick you've ever met and it works perfectly for the story. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun, so. Okay, well, let me let me just put this out there. I I was never hot on Scalzi's work to be honest. And 
finding out finding out that he is like an insufferable asshole just made it that I didn't care to get interested in any of his work. But Will Wheaton, I mean, yeah, the guy the guy is an asshole. Despite his like don't be a dick, he actually is a huge a huge mungus dick towards uh, towards people. And I've got, uh, like, I knew some people who were, like, on the receiving end of his uh, asshole-ish behavior. So I'm, I'm not hot on him as a person, but he is actually pretty fucking fun. <laughs> now, my and, when he's, and when he's not being, when he's not being written as the creator's pet, he actually does a decent job as an actor. I want to clarify that I I don't think Scalzi is a is an asshole. I think he's insufferable in other ways, <laughs> but he's uh he's uh seems like a, a decent guy to to be around so long as you're not talking about the wrong political subject. But um, I I just want to change make sure my characterization of him is uh is not um, lost. Well, okay, but yeah, he is Scal Scalzi is it's like, is like the sci-fi author equivalent of the Arkells, as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, he's got he's got his like far left politics, but even when that's put aside, what he's putting out isn't worth my my time anyways. It's 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 hack work as far as I'm concerned. Mm. And just like how just like how even the non political songs by the Arkells still suck. <laughs> okay. I forgive my dad's leather jacket. Like the fucking bullshit, stupid music. <laughs> oh man, there was a uh, who was describing stuff as tasting like leather jacket. Was that maybe it was on the hog story stream that just came to mind? That does sound like a hog story kind of it thing. It tastes like a jacket. Wow, why can't I remember where that was from? Yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on this last week. Um, we've had. Well, I'll tell you what. I got a personal note here. Uh, my uh, <gasps> my mother was in sur my mother was in surgery today, and she came out and she's uh, apparently doing well, according to some pictures and uh, and stuff that I text that I got through. So um, that sounds good. There's some good uh, to come good out news. of surgery without any sort of like bad news. Mm. So I've been uh, I I found out about this uh, a little bit late in the. Uh, in the family timeline because I don't check my text messages. So uh, I, she listens to the show, by the way. So I want to say, Mom, get well. I hope you're feeling better. Oh, that's nice of you. She does listen to the but show, both by the Both your way. parents listen. Both my parents listen. Yes, they do. Yeah, my uh, my family, I, I would not be able to get them to listen if I bribed each of them a million dollars. <laughs> Even if they were drugged up in a hospital and you put the headphones on, press play, and walked out of the room, they, they'd find a way to not listen, huh? Even if they were quadriplegic and could not remove the <laughs> headphones. Oh, man. But I mean, I mean, like, my mom's side of family, most of them are to the left of Stalin, so what do you expect? Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Hey, we got some, uh, some cheerful stuff. I've been fascinated with Neo Leo. And I wanted to hold on, hold on. Oh. Before we get on to before we get on to our stories, don't we need to actually like uh, run you, down sure. a few other things? Yeah, let's do that first. Yeah, hold on. Why we did get something in at the last moment by the look of things, but okay. it is it is not enough. Mm. Okay. So we'll start off with with our executive producer for tonight, who is none other than NetNed. Who just after we wrapped last week's show sent in a whopping ninety six ninety six sets with the message whipped cream. What? Whipped cream. Cool whip. Uh, thanks, Dad Ned. Yeah. I see. Uh, you want to read the next one? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I see something from from uh, Stay a While for, uh, but that's a different topic. It's nice yeah, to see those topic. some some of those come through sometimes. Uh, though we see seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven sats from Cotton Gin saying, "Where's my head at?" Well, Cotton Gin. Yep. Because uh, where's your head at? That's all I have to say. Where's, where's your, your head, head at? at? Where's your head <laughs> at? at, 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 at. <laughs> Don't let the walls cave in on you. We uh, can live on, live on without you. <laughs> Uh, 69, 69 sats from Sir Spencer. 
Um, yeah, and he it, says, this is what happens when I have to teach React instead of being able to listen to Rare Encounter. Feelings.map, x2, die a bit inside, key equals xid, feel x. Feel mm. equals x. I'm glad I don't deal with React. <laughs> I'm looking at this, and I, I think I understand what it's doing, but I'm, uh, I'm also glad I don't do React. <laughs> yeah, you you probably do understand because if you didn't, then you wouldn't be going. I'm glad I don't have to use React. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it until it was. I see one more, but that might have been right after the show. That was started. after we started. All yeah. right, so that's it, and that leaves, I believe, Net. Unless there's something I don't know, Net Ned. No, that is Net Ned. He is our executive producer. He, right. he topped it out. Net Ned with the ninety six ninety six sats. Thank you so much. It's good to hear from Net Ned too. In Fountain, no it less. It is. <sighs> so you were talking about Neo Leo. Yeah, I I wanted to clarify my position on Neo Leo. I feel like, um, well, you know what we should do first is just thank Serpent for coming on last week, uh, and and and. In that discussion, uh, Neo Leo came up, and I, I feel like I got a little misrepresented. I, I want to make sure I I clarify. I really do like Neo Leo. This isn't a, a, a make a Neo Leo is an idiot or a Neo Leo is a, uh, a jerk segment. I just genuinely like these weird posts that he has, and uh, that's why I wanted to bring them to the uh, to the show. It's not yeah, a it's I, not a I hate have, session. I have an objection to one of the ones that you brought that you're bringing in this week but the others are actually pretty endearing uh which one do you want to object to <laughs> the one that i'm objecting to is the book prices oh uh, well we'll get to that Honestly, we, he, let's hold yeah, on i'll we'll, read we'll them get all. to that one but yeah let's start off Let's start off with the order that you had. All right. So we've got some new Neo Leo says. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite new bit. I, I need a jingle now. I, I should put one together. Neo Leo says. Neo Leo. No, you've got to make it. You got to make it like the little like startup jingles for <laughs> video game consoles because Neo Leo, Neo Geo, you know. Well, I had a Neo Geo. Do you think Neo Leo ever had a Neo Geo? I hope he did because it would. It would just be magical then. You should you should There I don't know, this is fucking not right, but nice. that's all I got. Live, <laughs> live jingles on the rare encounter show. I haven't turned that. You don't get on. this on you don't get this on no agenda, folks. Okay, they so come, they're <laughs> on on that show, they come pre-canned. Pre-canned. Alright, so Neo Leo says like peaches. Peaches do come from a can. Do you know how they got there? They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. Exactly. Neo Leo says, you know when you have a good book when you can't wait to keep reading it. Very true. Very true. Neo Leo. Nail on the head. Neo Leo says, first thing I do when I get to a hotel room and then posted a video of him inserting a tiny little nightlight into the socket on the wall. Now I don't do that, but I've got no I've got no opposition to people doing that so long as they're not sharing a room with me. Honestly, just the, just the just the emergency like the red emergency light for the door to the hotel room, right? Is enough to bother me. And now, they never they never have those like signs in or or emergency lights in such a way that you can just cover them with a towel or something. Mm. So it's all you've always got like this red, dull red glow throughout the entire hotel room in the middle of the night. Now I'm on the same page as you. I've never been in a hotel room where it was too dark. Yeah, there's no such thing. So disagreeing with this neo leo post, uh, I would never you know, do you this. You know why? You know why though? You know why they probably do it like that? Why? Because then it's harder when you bring out the uh, when you bring out the dark light to see all the cum stains on the walls and sheets. <laughs> you ever do that at a hotel? Get a get one of those black lights out? No, because then I would never stay in a hotel again. <laughs> you look for things that fluoresce. Oh, it's, uh. it's dangerous, man. You don't want to have that. I I used to have. Um, I would hang out with my favorite Marty, and there was a. An establishment that we went to once upon a time. Uh, it 
may have been a strip club, but who knows? It had it could have been a house down in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, so we were in a house down in New Orleans. Uh, it had a very funny name. Uh, do you know what they called it? Called the House of the Rising Sun. Exactly. And I had a hat on that was all white. It was uh, actually my XFL cap, which uh, I've been wearing lately. Uh, and the um, black lights made it look like it was a camouflage pattern because there were so many blotches and blobs of invisible stuff on it that it it, it was just unbelievable how much cool. it fluoresced. And the uh, the bottom line was it just looked like it was... It looked like it was a jizz rag or something. And he was making fun of me for it the whole time. You know. And so. Dude, you're wearing a jizz rag. <laughs> it was, on it your was, head. It was good times, okay. though. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. You know, maybe they should make a black light that you can plug into the hotel uh, instead of this night light that Neo Leo is, is uh, posting. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get even more disturbing. <laughs> No. Uh, Dio Leo says, have you noticed that paperbacks are now being sold at hardcover prices? When did that change? And he posts a photo of the back of a book, and it has a price sticker on the back. The price sticker just says, U.S. $18, Canada $24.95, and it says it's a fiction book. Okay, so first of all, first of all, I have never paid less than $40 for a hardcover book. And that's even that's even when like the paperback is only ten bucks. Wow! To, to buy to buy a hardcover at twenty five dollars, like no, that that's like maybe when I was a fucking kid. But yeah, no, like that is not eighteen dollars US, twenty five dollars Canadian has not been the price of a hardcover book. In, like, two decades. So, like, does he have a fucking time machine or something? I Has he been, like, traveling back in time to buy his books and then bringing them forward, and then this time he actually went into a bookstore without using the time machine? Cold, I buy hardcover books for, like, 20 bucks. I don't know what it's like in Canada, but they don't cost that much. And a paperback, I'm looking at, like, six or eight dollars. So Fucking... Fucking America. Yeah. I well I I think I agree with them because that's pretty steep for a book. Man, yeah, you you have to deal with the with the bullshit uh, markup that books have up here. One of the happiest times of my life was back when the dollars were about par and we were actually able to pay US cover price in Canadian dollars. Mm. Yeah, one of the first things you learn as a an American young reader when you start investigating books uh, is you notice on the back that there's always a U.S. price and there's always a Canada price, and the Canadian price is always more. Yeah, ridiculously so. <laughs> it's uh, at least it's a, a lot quarter more. more every time. Yes. Um, we've got one more final. Neo Leo says this was from uh, April first, I believe. the uh, The post is. Finally traded my EV for something more practical. And now, I wouldn't call that practical, <laughs> but oh my god, I would love to have that. It is like an old timey. Is that a Rolls Royce? I cannot uh, I, I identify think it's like, it. Yeah, it's like a 20s or 30s Rolls. <laughs> it's a really, really old timey car. And it looks like he's out in a very scenic part of, uh, of Los Angeles. California. Uh, I believe he's in the Los Angeles area, so yeah. But like, this is a, a nice car. He's at a golf club. That's where he oh, is. That's a fucking golf club. That is it. You're you've hit the nail on the head. You can tell. You can tell by where the green by the green patches there, right? <laughs> and just the landscaping. So, is that his golf cart? What is he, what is he doing with this car at a Man, uh, putting green? I don't think tires like those. Tires like those on a vehicle that size, you would not want driving around the golf course. Trust me on this. <laughs> if the vehicle doesn't dig into the ground and get stuck, it's at least going to leave nasty ruts that the groundskeeper is going to, like, fucking murder somebody over. <laughs> going to murder this Rolls for messing up my grass. He's going mur to murder whoever drove on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, there's... Followed your up by... 
whoever wor- whichever coworker allowed it to happen. <laughs> I've got a. Uh... I'm going to keep some Neo Leo stuff going. I probably won't do it next week. We'll see. Maybe there'll be enough gems, but uh, it might be a reoccurring thing maybe every other week. You know, uh, probably not going to do it every episode. But I'm a a real fan. Neo Leo says. Oh, I turned the piano off. This has been Neo Leo says. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's see, what else do I've got? I've, uh, I've got some tech news. I've got some Furby uh, stuff. I, you've I've, got something absolutely horrifying I've that, got, we need to, that we need to cover because I've got something related. So uh, bring okay. out the Furby. All right, everyone, bring out your Furby. This is somehow a way to get chat GPT topics on the show. We've, we've vetoed them most of the time, but... This one makes the cut. This is uh, by Jesse Card on Twitter, uh, tweeted, I hooked up ChatGPT to a Furby, and I think this may be the start of something bad for humanity. It has a Furby uh, instrumented to answer questions uh, posed to it in English. out Furby. It's like, it's like the Furby, it's like the Furby's innards. It's, well, and that's it. A, it's like fucking... It's the brain, really. Furby brain and skeleton. Yeah, because if you were going to put a Furby... It's, it has the beak in it, too, so I guess that's skeleton. Yeah. But this is uh, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, if, you, if you ever thought a Furby was terrifying, wait till you see one without its skin. Yes. I'm going to post the Twitter link into the chat so people can just gaze uh, at this monstrosity. You need you need to play some of it too. Oh, I'll play a couple. You won't hear it cold, so don't don't worry. But everyone else is hearing it. It's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet I you. I am Furby. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> no. Was there a secret plot from Furbies to take over the world? Oh my God! And then it's she answers. To manipulate and control their owners, they will slowly expand their influence until they have complete domination over humanity. This <laughs> complete domination over humanity, folks. God. Yeah, you you think Terminators are bad? Imagine, forget forget Terminators, the, Furminators. the, the skeletal robots. <laughs> Furbinators, yeah, yeah, metallic Furbies running around, killing people, jabbering the way that they do. Jabber j- Jabberwocky, more like Jabber. Serpent says Furbinator. Furbinator, exactly. <laughs> oh God, yeah. How horrifying. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so this is the Furby, uh, the maybe like the first battle Furby made? So you need to you need to also see um uh some of the replies are are pretty funny too. Like Furby's world domination plot? There is no evidence to suggest that there was ever a secret plot for Furbies to take over the world. Furbies are electronic toys that were first released in 1998 by Tiger Electronics. They became a popular fad in the late 1990s and early 2000s, and then again in the 2010s with the release of updated versions. The toys are designed to interact with their owners through various sensors and can learn to speak English over time. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, that's whoa. exactly what I would expect Furby C- GPT to say. There's new information there, Cold. I just learn something this is crazy did are you saying there was an updated version of the furby in the 2010s yes because i did not know that i thought it was all the 90s furbies no no they they came out with more furbies what? a decade ago I've, i had no idea that this had happened what's different about the furbies updated furbware furbware no <laughs> I, I mean I guess I, that that's be that would be what it is. I really thought all these Furbies were based on like the original because I remember that year when Toys R Us ran out of Furbies and people were getting in fist fights over them. Man, I don't remember that, but I remember the fist fights over Tickle Me Elmo. Oh uh, well, Tickle Me Elmo had uh, had some Black Friday damage done to the world, but Furbies also were a hot commodity toy. Very it, of the same league, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody 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 suggested by suggesting not to 
combine ChatGPT with those Boston Dynamics robo dogs. Oh no, that would be bad. And, and Jessica Card is like, Boston Dynamics, give me a dog and I'll make it happen. <laughs> no, folks, don't make here, it happen. Here's your here's your fucking uh, Terminator story. Forget and forget the films. Forget Arnie and forget like. What was it? Dark Future, whatever it is, like the the shitty sequel movies. Because the only the only good sequel was T two. T two. Terminators. Yeah. yeah, the rest of them were all <laughs> were all shit, right? But yeah, this is this is how it's going to happen. This is how Skynet's going to happen. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like military AI. It's going to be fucking Chat GPT and Furbies. <laughs> And robot dogs. We held together with zip ties and duct tape. <laughs> you know it. Absolutely. So I saw you had some uh, Furby business also called. Yes, I stated that I have some Furby business as well. And I came across I came across this looking for looking for that video that I had where like it started off like a Japanese Furby commercial and ended up being like satan worship because i wanted i wanted to what? take some stills out of that what are you talking about it was a i've shown you this dude we we've linked to it in the past i just couldn't find the video again oh i've had a and long day okay what what is this <laughs> satanist furby bullshit yeah like like sacrificing furbies upside down on a cross and pulling out guts <laughs> from them and shit oh shit yeah. i do remember that no yeah. way that was fucked up yeah i wanted to pull i wanted to pull some screen caps out of that for for <laughs> shit post usage yes and i couldn't find the video again but i did come across some interesting pictures one of which I used for for the Snake Girl Semaphore for tonight's show, and others that are out of this article from Mashable from a few years ago. And, and I scrolled down, like, there's this one where, like, you scroll down, and it's from Tumblr, and you see, like, this... You see Tumblr. what looks like this Furby head with, like... A cockerel on a blue cockerel on the top, and it's like pudging out. And you scroll down, and like somebody's made like a fucking buff ass Furby <laughs> fursuit. Well, wait a minute, Cole. This is not. Look at the look at the pattern on its stomach. That's yeah. this is a a, f a buff Furby. Cole, this is a fertile. It's a, fertile. it's a fertile. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a fertile. It's a fertile turtle. A wide Furby made of two different types of denim for maximum power. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a. You know, they have leatherback sea turtles. This is a denim back fertile. It's a denim front fertile. It's a denim front fertile. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I saw this picture. I'm like, there is no fucking way that I am letting this go by when you've got Furby stuff to talk about. It kind of looks like that Kanye West video too, you know. <laughs> it could be in there, you know. Uh, oh my god, this is great. And of course, long Furbies are in there, like one that has like leopard spots. Oh, I like this frog leg Furby, the long leg Mac Daddy Furby. Do you I, see that I, one? I, I do like that one. No, it must not have loaded because I see all these that say view this post on Instagram, probably because I block like all these fucking uh, Facebook <laughs> JS sites. This is uh, let me describe it to you. It's a Furby that is split in the middle. Um, let's see. Do you, have you ever seen Spirited Away? I'm sure you have. Uh, it was uh, maybe a long time ago. Miyazaki film. They had the uh, that that creature that came in in the night. You know, it was let in. It was invited inside, and it was giving fake fool's gold to everyone um, to get them to do whatever it wanted. Right. And uh, anyway, it looked like it had a face, and then as soon as it gets angry, it's like that little face that it had way up on the top. It turns out that was a decoy, and it's like its whole belly opens up, and it's a giant uh, mouth, and it eats a frog. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? If I just have you ever seen Spirited Away? If you've seen the movie, you'd understand this shit. Um, no, I I don't remember uh, that. So okay. I guess I guess you haven't. Uh, hold on. It did a win second. an award. I'm gonna. Uh, okay, well, hold on. Thanks, Mashable Ice Cube Soup says yeah. and posts. <laughs> Featured video for you. Therapeutic NSFW workshop lets you decorate your own bespoke sex toys. <sighs> That's what I need. Thanks, Ice Cube Soup. Is it? Is it this Charlie the Teeth? I couldn't Furby? hear it. You cut out uh, cold. I'm sorry. I was looking at bedazzled dildos. I couldn't. Charlie I couldn't the f- focus on you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! This. I don't see the picture. There we go. Okay, clipped on it. Yeah, that one. Charlie, the teeth Furby. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> um, I see here <laughs> oh, a, a Furby with, like, long frog legs. <laughs> that's it. That's the same and, one. That's the same one oh, you linked. Oh, that's the same one? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I. <laughs> it walks around. Well, uh, I'm sorry. It hops around going, get in my belly. Oh God! Um, here I just saw this, which is more nightmare fuel. It's uh, it's a two-headed Furby. Uh, two-headed Furby. We gotta get a conjoined Furby. Conjoined Furby. I like the title. It's unauthorized access. Subtitle: Wow, I hate this. <laughs> It reminds me. Jesus Christ, these things are fucking. I mean, so art imitates life. Did you did you know that cold art imitates life, or is it life imitates art? Which one? Which one do you think is more true? God, I think it's both. It's both. Okay, what about art imitating simultaneously? In this case, I think we have art imitating art. What's the date on this? I really need to know. Tell, please tell me this is a year ago, and it's not. It's not super recent because, and the reason I'm really excited. Show a date. I think that Martin Luther's statue in Boston was based off this. <laughs> the, disembi- the dismembered oh hands, where it's just hands floating around. That's what this reminds me of. And I'm desperately searching oh to find the date because I want to find out who did it first. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> life imitates life, imitates art imitates art <laughs> this is necessary yes it is oh jesus what are we I, doing I had, to get, I had to get this tool reference in flame serpent okay man these furbies the furby pill is a deep dark it's a very long pill it takes a long time to swallow <laughs> it's it's a pit. It's a pit, and there is no bottom. Yeah, it I mean, just keeps going deeper and darker. The long per- Furby pill is so long that when you, even after you swallow it, you have to keep swallowing. <laughs> even after it comes <laughs> That's out. That's what she said. <laughs> even after it comes out, you gotta keep swallowing. <laughs> That's the long Furby pill. Oh, oh no! My God. It's like. Oh uh, no! Oh no! <laughs> It's like uh, tie, tying a little uh, a little washer to some f- uh, string and swallowing it. Let's see if you can run it all the way through. Oh, God, that, <laughs> no. Oh, God, that, that, I just felt like <laughs> creeps, like, like my asshole puckered <laughs> as I thought about that. You get a good floss, man. Oh, oh God, <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I got you on that, too. Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all seem to like that. Well, we're having too much fun tonight. I'll tell you, there's some. Uh, there were some other podcasts having a lot of fun lately. Oh, yeah? I was Run them do down. Run down. We had the Hog Story. Uh, had episode 346, Honey Drilled. That was on Monday. Did you catch any of that? I thought it was fantastic, by the way. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I had to, I had to go to bed as soon as they wrapped because <laughs> they... Ran a bit late again. Yep. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I left a... I hope you heard my voicemail. I left one that was well-received. <laughs> I did hear yours. Good. Uh, behind, if you want to hear it, folks, you got a list of Hog Story 346. Behind the Schemes uh, had episode 146. Oh, serendipity there. Titled Occupation King. Uh, Grumpy Old Benz had episode 217. Kill Button earlier today. 
And uh, bowl after bowl, I think maybe uh, channeling Daniel here, had episode 236, Quail Direct. Uh, I see and Quail? Quail Direct. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, finally, we've got a uh, April Fool's Day prank. As a prank, uh, Dad's Anime Podcast published an episode. And just check out the title of this episode. Press start to Uh-oh. fondle, semicolon. Ninja Jeremaru Games, semicolon. Full Metal's Best Anime List, Part 14. 86 minutes long. They're ever going- <laughs> Do you ever think they're going to... Uh, they're ever going to complete that list? <laughs> no, Cool Boy Muse anime list is going to go on forever. They- it's not Cool Boy Muse. I'm sorry, uh, Full Metal's Best anime list. Yeah. Uh, but Cool Boy Muse anime list will also go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I get, I get uh, crossed sometimes. Apologies Don't to cross Full Metal. The streams. Uh, let's see, we've got. <clears throat> that's it. Wait, that's my whole rundown. I got nothing else. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I get some tech news and I get some potato news. Uh, that's all I got on the docket. You want to hit a story? Uh, I've, I've kind of do- dominated this thing. Yeah, you sure. Do something? Sure. Uh, let's travel back in time. It's my time travel. Uh, so the yeah, maybe I could do some so real shines. So there's a chimes. four thousand yeah, there's a four thousand year old map of uh, of a kingdom in Europe. It is Europe's oldest map. I've just You're got playing. the I've just got the texture sounds in there. You don't have to worry about them. Just keep going. Okay, I thought you were playing the wind chimes. Oh, I am. Manually? No. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so... I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've completely derailed you. I just, it's... Yeah, just stop, stop with the background audio, okay. for Christ's sake. So yeah, there's this, the St. Black ta- Slab, a rock that is a map of a little, of a little kingdom from, like, around 2000 BC. Okay, it's not little. It's... It is a slab that's 2.2 by, yeah, about 220 centimeters by 153 centimeters, representing an area of about 19 by 13 miles. Okay. Right? And it's, it's pretty neat. It was, it was found in 1900, and then it was put in a, put in a castle and just... People forgot it existed until the late 90s. And then they started studying it and they realized they realized that it was a map and where it was a map of a a little place in Brittany. So I found this pretty neat because, I mean, I like rocks. I do like rocks also. I like maps. I like maps. But I don't like Facebook. I don't like Facebook. I don't like the Internet. I don't like the Internet either. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we're on the same yeah, page. Yeah, so it's it pretty neat coming across this, and yeah, you can. It's amazing they were able to figure out that it's not just like some decorative patterns, but they're like actually making a map of this little kingdom that ended up getting buried with what they who they assume was the last ruler of the kingdom before it was conquered by someone else. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Ocean Atlantic, interesting. Yeah, I found I found that pretty I found that pretty interesting. Are we gonna get mad on board maps? With these, are, uh... Maps are always very are always a very interesting topic, especially since like until until the modern age, if you had a map, like even like it meant that either you were rich because you were a merchant or something and needed a map to travel around or possibly a spy if you weren't local Hmm. maps yeah like a map a map you wouldn't you wouldn't go and buy a map from some shop right it's something that you might get given by somebody else in your merchant's guild when they retire or or you might get some like paper scrap and and draw your own or or like cop make a copy of somebody else's map if they're friendly with you but like maps were essentially trade secrets f- 
for both uh, for both traders and for like anybody who had like military needs. And they were they were they were kept under wraps like that. Maps under wraps. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, it was it was very interesting learning about that. And that I don't know if if they were more readily available if like transport and communications in the Middle Ages would have developed faster or not. But I would I would expect that uh, that it probably would have because you'd be able to have a better idea of where everything is and how far things are because you'd have something you could be you could rely on for that. Yeah. Now one of the other things too of course is that up until up until like a couple of centuries ago you couldn't even be sure of distance east and west unless you laid out chains along along your path right to measure because unlike unlike latitude you couldn't really determine longitude uh, for for the longest time and for the longest time determining that was with a very precise chronometer mm. and keeping it tuned to the time at a at a certain meridian yep right and so looking at where the sun is and comparing that to the time on your chronometer would let you would let you determine how far away you were from that meridian right um and then you could find your way to argleton yeah if you want to get there have you ever heard of argleton uh cold acid no i haven't i i just learned about argleton uh last night maybe it was the night before uh where is it <laughs> that's a great question uh argleton was a phantom settlement on google maps that was uh, put there either by mistake or on purpose. It's not clear, but it has uh, – and people have put little features on maps to trap copiers for a long time. But now in the Google data set, they had a, um, a location called Argleton in West Lancashire, England, and – People started polling the Google database. They started trusting this database for all kinds of things. And apparently got a postcode issued to it. People like real estate agents saying, oh, yeah, I sell houses in Argleton. Or, you know, there's all this kind of bullshit was, uh, was surrounding it because people thought it was real because it was in a Google database. They trusted it too much. So I put a, a link to the Wikipedia article in the, uh, in the uh, chat. But So there, there are some places like that. In the very state you're living in, too. Really? Which ones? Yeah. Where are uh, they? Goblu and Bitosu. <laughs> Goblu and Bitosu. Wait. Yeah. Goblu? I could go to a place called Goblu? That sounds terrible. You could. It's just outside. Uh, it's just outside Toledo. It sounds. It sounds like. Um, now I've driven. I've been to Toledo. I don't know dozens of times now. At least drawn through it. I don't spend a lot of time there. But uh, what is Goblu? It sounds like. The feeling you get after you eat um, at Five Guys. So Goblu, <laughs> okay. Goblu is based on the uh, the slogan for you, a Michigan sports fans. Okay. Go blue. Okay. <laughs> Go. And then, and then the other one, Bitosu, is uh, is reference to uh michigan's rivals at ohio state so beat osu <laughs> okay beat osu and goblu i've not heard those that's a that's yeah. good information. so these were these weren't in in ohio state maps they were in they were in michigan's state map and put into ohio <laughs> oh that's funny yeah <clears throat> You know, yeah, and there's there's plenty of these there's plenty of these phantom places on on maps because phantom places and phantom streets are the primary way that map makers are able to determine if somebody's copying their maps instead of producing their own. It's a it's a very simple and useful way of proving copyright infringement in the map making community. Mm. There's another place, another, they're, they're actually called copyright traps. Uh, there was one that was in a map uh, by Exxon in the, in the 90s 
where they pointed out a fictional place called Eglo in New York. Eglo, New York. Eglo. A fictional hamlet in Colchester, Delaware County, New York, that became an actual landmark <laughs> after mapmakers made the community, the fake community, and then people started actually going there. <laughs> uh, this is another life imitating art. It is. If database entries are art, then uh, life can imitate them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fan- phantom, uh, phantom roads, phantom communities. You know, it's really interesting. Let's see, um... <laughs> Serpent says, Civilization is phantom in Delaware County. <laughs> there's, uh, I... There's so many places called Delaware. I mean, there's Delaware the state, which I've been through the whole length of, by the way. Uh, the, uh, there's a Delaware nearby, and a nearby county here, but Delaware's a town. Delaware County. It's like, there's all these different... Towns and place place names that just get reused over and over and over. Like there are several. Um, I think there's an Ottawa in Ohio, if I'm remembering right. Um, there's it's there's it's probably just like a bunch a number, of reused things. There's probably a number of Ottawas in uh, in the United States. The Ottawa were one of the were one of the Great Lakes tribes on both sides of all the lakes. But then they have things like Dover and Derry and some of these European, you know, uh, England or Ireland um, place yeah, names where I that live, just get pretty much, repeated yeah. over and over. Where and I over. live, pretty much almost all the names for the townships around here are, are Northumbrian. How do we fix this? I I just uh, we found start, the problem. So how start do we fix creating it? new languages and using that to give things names? What kind of okay? So if we had a new place and we wanted to name it, but we didn't want to reuse someone else's name, we just wanted to give it a new name. How would we? How would you approach that problem, Cold? Well, you can do like how the town, the the municipality I'm in got its name. So where I'm where I live. Is is well? We all know it's Cortese, right? Cortese, Curtis, Cor- you mean? Curtis, yeah. Curtis <laughs> is in the municipality of Clarington, and Clarington got its name based on the two townships that were merged to create it: the township of Darlington and the township of Clark. <laughs> what? And so they what? merged the names together <laughs> to so get dumb. Clarington. Clarington. Uh, yeah, it's a perfectly cromulent name. It's cromulent indeed. This, I don't know. I'm lo- I'm just I'm looking at the storyshack.com. I've got an island name generator. I can name some islands. Okay, I'm looking but for a town name generator. Oxville Islet. That's. I mean, it sounds like some place in England. You know, country name generator. Okay, I'm gonna get some ideas. Here's my country name called. Pray Glon. Here's a nice name. Butterhill. Butterhill. Okay, that's a good one. What happens at Butterhill? Yeah. Buy glass. Butterhill sounds, uh, I guess Butterhill sounds like a donut there. shop. Hey, Cold, have you ever had a Butterhill donut? No, I haven't. I would eat a Butterhill donut. It sounds Here so we good, go. doesn't Duncaster. it? Duncaster. Actually, Duncaster <laughs> might be a real place. You know what Duncaster Duncaster is uh, what I am at about eight p.m. <laughs> so you want to you want to know why I think it's a oh there's Doncaster in South Yorkshire Doncaster and, and know, Duncaster yeah you well you know you know how all those names came to be right all those all those Chester and Caster names in uh, in English um the no I'm actually not sure. They come from castrum. Ah, short for castrate. No, no. The Latin for fort. The military forts. I see. And so Doncaster was built around a Roman fort on the Don River. Right? And you get other names like that. Hmm. Do you know um, uh, about the the name situation with St. Petersburg in Russia? Or... 
and its name changing a couple times. I think that story is a little bit interesting. Uh, are you familiar with it? Yes, the, ori- the original name was St. Petersburg or Sankt Petersburg because Peter the Great was a huge Germanophile. Yes. And he was a big westernizer, uh, probably the first westernizer of Russia, because several of the Tsars wanted to bring Russia into the West without being part of Poland to do so. Good, good plan. And he was just the first, he was just really the first of, of several trying to bring uh, Western culture and Moors into, into Russia. And so the city started off with a German name because of that. And the Russian name Petrograd is pretty much a conversion of it into Russian. Mm. And of course, Leningrad was in there. In, uh, yes, but the after after the USSR collapsed into its constituent states, it went back to being Petrograd. They didn't keep the they can they didn't keep the German name. They kept the they kept the Russian name for it. Yeah, I've always thought that was an interesting, and there's some motivation. You know, he's he's symbolically not just building a city that uh, is has Western style architecture, but he even picked a German. They called it Berg, right? It's definitely a German name, Berg, uh, for a place, which is uh, well, yeah, because Berg can be a hill, Berg can be a town, Berg can be a castle, Berg can be an. It's Ur. all. It's all in the. It's all in the vowel. And uh, to this day, uh, it's labeled, by the way, as St. Petersburg in English. Uh, though I, was that uh, another change, or is it still Petrograd in uh, in Russian? It's still Petrograd in Russian. Okay, but it's St. Petersburg to the to the uh, yes, it, because because we took the because we've always known it as that mm-hmm. because because the English were hanging out there from near the time it was founded by Peter the Great as St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another interesting one. Bath. Bath, Michigan? No. <laughs> Bath, Somerset. Bath, Somerset. Okay. Yes, because it started with the name Aquisulus. <laughs> Serpent says Bath, New York. What? One more time? Aquisulus. Aquisulus. Yes. Essential. So essentially, essentially, the waters of Sulis, and it was it was essentially a spa town for for Romans and Romanized Britons. Ooh, a spa! And so it it became Bath in English because uh because that's what it was known for. Those Roman baths, man, you got to be careful with those. Those Roman baths, so long as they were kept in good repair and the water kept flowing. You didn't really have that much to worry about. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about the water in there. I'm worried about the other things that happen. Um, <laughs> Gird your loins, cold. Can <laughs> you go to the Oh, bath. my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we have too much fun on here. Hey, I've got, uh, I got some uh, potato news. You, you have what? Potato news? Well, we need a few good taters. It's potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes! Well, this bit of potato news is a little more about the bureaucracy surrounding potatoes than potatoes themselves, but I thought it was worth uh, mentioning just because it intrigued me, and so that makes me think maybe it will uh, intrigue others. The title, the headline of the story is USDA swears in 32 members to Potatoes USA's board of directors. And they have a photograph inside the uh, in the story of it's they only show, I think, nine people. But I believe that there's 32 all taking an oath of office at the Four Seasons Hotel which is where this is taking place uh, at which is where they held the potatoes USA board members uh, board's annual meeting and cold my big thing that I took away from this is first they're taking an oath of office 
Yeah, well, they're civil servants, aren't they? And they're, which was surprising, but it seems very specific. Potatoes USA board, I'm not, I'm not clear on what that is. I'm going to have to investigate that. But, I mean, it says it's a uh, national marketing and promotion board representing U.S. growers. But is that really a, a public office? If it's run by the USDA, it would be. And then second, everyone has to get sworn in. I think this is fascinating. And the the one thing that I wanted to know the most was if you stand there and raise your right hand and take the oath of the potato, what is the oath? And I believe, I believe that it's 5 USC section 3331. We pledge allegiance to the great potato in the ground. <laughs> an individual, except the president, elected or appointed to an office of honor or profit in the civil service or uniform services, shall take the following oath. I, A.B., do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. This so, section does not affect other oaths required by law. I don't think you're supposed to say that last part outside, out loud. <laughs> no, I was reading. I was actually reading the whole section there, not just the not just the oath text itself, but the they, entire they the don't entire usually, USC section. They hmm? don't usually put the uh, kind of the the eula terms at the end. This this oath, by the way, doesn't affect any other oaths. Uh, I don't think you actually say that part out loud, but. No, because that last part is not part of the uh, oath itself. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should have gone quote and quote on either end. Wait, quote, just just to, just to clarify it. Can for you do you. that one more time, Colt? No. <laughs> so the the opening quote it's, are these? Is that how you pronounce smart quotes? One's quote and the other's quote. Maybe it's more like open quote, close quote. <laughs> The birds are attacking. The birds are flying away. That's what I call it. Because <laughs> they look like birds that are flying away. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, what do we got to do to wrap this bitch up? We uh, got stories. We got some closing I do stuff. Have, I do have one more that we need to cover. And this is, this is Cold Acid's angry rant of the day. Nice. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so... Dungeons and Dragons is going to be getting rid of half species because it's racist. So no more half elves, no more half orcs. It's racist to mix races. Apparently, you have to be you have to be true blooded from now on, or you're not allowed to play anymore. So you can't be half giant, half halfling. No. Well, you know what that is? That's a fucking human. <laughs> That's a fucking human. But no, no more, no more, no more dudes fucking elf chicks and like, or the other way around, actually. I think it's you. I mean, either way, like, even if it's a girl, having sex with an elf is gay. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> fucking knife-eared. I'll tell you what, those knife-eared bastards. Fucking knife-eared bitches. Knife-eared bitches. You suck a dick. Around night fears, watch your rears. <laughs> That's right. We're bringing you the fantasy racism here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you, maybe that's next. Maybe halflings are going to be the next ones to go because they're halves, right? They're halves. Oh, man. Yeah. So if you, if you had a, they're if a you halfling, were... so you have to either be a human or a fullling. <sighs> You'd be a... Um... So if you were a half halfling, you're really a quadring. Yeah. And if you were an eighth, you... <laughs> this is going down a rabbit hole. You'd be an octo. This is going. To, yeah. This is this is going to dark places. I'm a, also, I'm in this octoling. in this article that that uh, talks about this, they have black Aragorn, the, the dragon, Aragorn, Aragorn, the dragon. One more time, the dragon. No. I don't know Alessar, King Alessar of okay. the Reunited Kingdoms. I only know of the regular United Kingdoms. Yeah, they 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 made him a black guy. 
the United Kingdoms. I have no idea what you're talking about, okay? You got a spoon Lord feed of me. the Rings, motherfucker! Oh, those United Kingdoms. Okay. I thought we were talking about D&D. Yeah, no, yeah, but, I mean, apparently Wizards of the Coast uh, has, like, some Lord of the Rings collectible card set. Okay. So is this... Where, in they, turn, where they turned Aragorn into a black guy. Oh, okay. Uh, you mean, does he live in Wakanda? He looks like he could. Uh, what with that? Uh, what with that crown he's wearing? <laughs> okay, careful. You know what happened to the last king? Ass what? cancer. Oh! Oh, I should joke about that. Rest in peace. No, ass, did... ass cancer is a horrible thing, especially to especially when kids have it. I. Uh, you, it's sad when kids when kids have ass cancer. I. I did see the uh, I, I can't bring myself to watch any of these new Black Panther things, but the original one I did enjoy. I thought it was a solid movie, and it was really done a disservice by the um, um, by the uh, kind of political hype around it. And it was just really just a fun summer movie. I mean, a lot of those comic book movies are just like fun summer blockbusters. If you don't think about if you don't think about it, right? I mean, that's that's essentially what they want them to be anyways. Like, just something that brings people in for for two hours to, to and take their, like, $50, $60, you know, like, oh, 10 geez. bucks for the ticket and, like, $60 for the concession stand. Jeez. I was going to say 35 and you doubled me. I was about to drop 35 and you said 50 60 It's like, jeez. Well, it's a cost yeah, you've seen the prices at those concession stands. There's a reason people sneak their own snacks in. Uh, I've never, I never eat at the theater. It's always too much. Plus, they don't serve beer. Um, some do. Yeah, but they're not. We actually, we actually have theaters here where not only can you get a beer to drink while watching the movie, some of them actually have restaurants or like food delivery service, so you can actually like order like on the on the website for the theater some food and some poor lackey will bring it to your <laughs> poor to your seat i i'm very familiar with places like this i just don't have anyone near me um by the way i used to have friends who worked at a place just like that and they would let me in for free i saw so many goddamn free movies sitting there pushing the button and and they bring me another beer <laughs> It was nice. Great. It was fantastic. Good I, times. I Good saw times. like that weird Chinese shark movie. I saw that at like one a.m. <laughs> it was <laughs> completely hammered. It was it was fucking stupid. Now this is this is the sort of thing that we actually need more of. Less of the huge fucking multiplex complexes, and more of the little like community cinemas where where they'll play like. On midday matinees, they'll play like classic films, and and on like Friday and Saturday and Sunday in the evenings, they'll play like the the current blockbusters, and then like Monday or Thursday nights, they will play like the weirdest shit from like God knows where. So, like, I don't know, like a like a Ed Wood, John Waters double feature. Okay. So you you go you go in you want and they show you they show you Glenn or Glenda followed by Pink Flamingos. Oh jeez! And then after that, you know, next right. week, tune in next week. We're gonna we're gonna have a Razorhead followed by Muppets Treasure Island. Yeah, and then the week <laughs> the week after that, they play they play uh, they do like the monthly Rocky Horror Show. Yes, right. Everybody coming. Everybody coming in their drag. Everybody's coming. Their, it, <laughs> yeah, they're in their uh, in their fishnets and their leather, throwing popcorn at the screen during the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> What's for dinner? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. What's for dessert? <laughs> Janet. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Forget dinner. Fuck dessert. <laughs> no, no. Screw dinner. Fuck dessert. <laughs> this is great stuff, man. Right? And other and other films that have like that sort of callback stuff. Once a the month, room, the room the showing. Room. Yep, the right? room. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> oh hi doggy. Okay, now we're just quoting shit. We gotta wrap this shit cold. This is going on too long. Let's do we some, do. Let's do some booster grips. We got a couple that came in. Ah yeah. Who who's who's brought in the booty? Fletcher. Oh, uh, just Fletcher? Bring in the booty. 
Fletcher was bringing the booty. That Fletcher booty. That four 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 sats from at Fletcher. <laughs> I'm trying to read his first word. What the fuck is this, John? What the fuck are you saying? I what can't a tr- oh, let me try. <laughs> what a trug deber, a little makeup. What a fabri up on the table. You wanted to. <laughs> Inside your booty. Thank you, Fletcher. Uh, we, I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck you're talking about, but I appreciate he, he's, it. Yeah, he's, uh, stop he's doing the lines the joke. from the song. I know. Just stop it. <laughs> follow, ah. follow my lead. All right. I think that does it. We've got to get the fuck out of here. We're over time. Oh, hold already. on. We did ah. get one more. One more just under the, just under the bell. Okay. We got 3333 sats from Booberry, and he Ooh. says... I would boost good sats to go to a rocker hor- Rocky Horror Showing with Rare Encounter. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think that'd be really fun to do someday. If we oh, had, if we had like a, if we had like a no agenda con, right? <laughs> we'd do something. We'd do something like that. Yeah. Well, someday. <laughs> but until then. Someday. Oh, shout outs to Lorian from Muppets Treasure Island. But someday, I bet Abel Kirby. <laughs> I've been cold acid. Uh, stay fruity, boys. Adios.